Welcome to Stocks to Watch, our exclusive one-on-one -on -one series with executives to help you make informed investment decisions. I'm Ashley Berry, and we're welcoming John Darch, Chairman and Director of Sonora Gold Corp, a junior gold exploration, development, and soon-to-be gold producer with properties in the mining-friendly jurisdiction of Sonora, Mexico. Sonora Gold Corp is trading on the TSXV as SGO, the OTCQB in the U.S. as SMOF, and the Frankfurt Stock Exchange as 23SP. John, we're delighted to have you join us today. Well, thank you, Ashley. It's a pleasure to be here. So as the current chairman of Sonora Gold, you bring an impressive history of creating successful economically and socially responsible enterprises. A prime example of this is Doi Chang Coffee. Could you share the inspiring story of how you built the company and what really motivated you? Well, certainly, it's a pleasure. Uh, first of all, my background is in banking. And with banking, I then went into mining. And during the 80s through the early 90s, I created a half a dozen more successful mining companies, basically around the world, uh, new gold mine in Greenland, uh, operations in South Africa, Zambia, et cetera. So my contribution to the company has always been on the financial side, the structure, the organization, and the business plans. and Unless you have a business plan, you're going to fail for sure. So how do I get into Deutsche Bank Coffee? Well, um, I was brought up with a family uh, who really believed that nobody was better than anybody else. If I happen to be privileged, I should recognize that privilege. It's not my right. And if I have the opportunity to help others, I should do so. And that was very much instilled from my, uh, my mother, who came from a poor family. And she never forgot her poverty. And she really impressed on the children to always do their best with others. So what happened was in the 19, uh, I think about 2006, I was approached by an individual called Wicha Promyong on behalf of the hill tribe people in, in Northern Thailand, in the village of Doi Chang, which means Elephant Mountain. And his request was, how could I assist the farmers to complete their transition from opium to growing coffee? Uh, as farmers, they knew how to grow coffee, but what they really lacked was the international exposure. Mm. They lacked really any structure to, to move out into the world there. So I listened to the story, and what he told me really touched my heart of the hill tribe, uh, primarily the Aka and sometimes Lisu, who lived in total isolation, poverty. They weren't ties. They were totally ostracized. But what they did have was a lot of knowledge about farming, and so when I met them, the individuals, the first thing they were, were suspicious of me. Here I am as a, as a white man coming into their community and their past experiences have not been good. Um, coffee traders, missionaries, they all came in and seemed to quote, use them. And so they looked at me potentially as, could I help or not? And Richard Promyong um, really gave them my background and I, I met with them all. And, what I agreed to do was to see if I could assist them. And my first request was to, could they actually uh, provide good coffee? If they did, then I would help them. The coffee was proved to be very good. Um, I brought it to North America. It was evaluated by the world's experts and rated as one of the top coffees in the world. So with that, I went back to the farmers and I said, okay, we'll make a, an agreement. You have to form a cooperative. Their strength in numbers, the coffee traders would want to deal with them on a one-to-one -one basis. So I encourage them to have a community, and a community approach and a commitment. 
And we came to a very great arrangement, which is that they would focus on production and on quality, sustainability, and I would focus on the international markets, funding them. And then over a period from about to 10, 12 years, because nothing's an overnight success, the village was totally transformed. We had children who are now going to school, people being registered as Thais. And the most important thing is that they had dignity. They weren't gifted anything. It was not a charity. It was a commercial operation. So they understood that from the beginning, for them to be successful, not only did they have to have quality and commitment, but they also had to be commercially viable. And that was the beginning of a journey. And at the end of it, uh, actually, we had numerous awards. There was a book written about it called Beyond Fair Trade. Uh, and there was a total transformation in the community. So it's a little bit of a long story, I suppose, about uh, Deutsche Coffee, but it was a very uh, in, in exciting time for me. It was so happy and pleasing to see how individuals who through no fault of their own were isolated and all they needed was some support, support and encouragement and to believe in themselves. So basically, I was just a catalyst. I gave my expertise and they devoted everything to the company and it ended up being a, a great success. In fact, there was a documentary that was produced, which is on YouTube. Well, it is, you know, absolutely a heartwarming, touching story. I so appreciate you sharing that. What a significant impact you made on that community. So I think with this story, it could help, you know, what advice could you offer to other companies aiming to undertake sort of similar uh, initiatives effectively? The most important thing, Ashley, is to listen and not to tell. So many companies go into a community, not just Deutschang in the mining business and, and whatever. What I've noticed is companies come in with their attitudes and their minds, and they go to a different country, a different community, and they tell them what's good for them. So the first thing is to understand what do they want? Why are they where they are? What are the circumstances? And if you're able to look and understand and listen, what you'll find is every community has something that they particularly need. Now, in Deutschland, what they wanted was to have uh, uh, a move from poverty, a move from isolation to educate their children. So that, I think, is the most important thing, just to listen to them, understand what they want, and uh, allow them to implement it and give them that feeling of pride. Absolutely. And I understand your business ventures have expanded beyond the local market, uh, reaching North America, other regions as well. Um, can you tell us about this expansion and the current economic and social impact of your businesses and your operations? Well, certainly, um, I have, in addition to the Deutschang, I got involved in a, a waste to energy project, which again is all to do with the cleaning of the energy that was in Thailand. That's, uh, that's underway there. Um, the geothermal project in Canada, again, looking at renewable energy, that was a concept that we have. We developed that with, uh, with Ken, actually. Um, other projects, uh, whether they're in South Africa or, or Greenland, they always had that um, desire, which is to leave the community in a better position than when they started. And the importance of that is to understand that mining is not clean. That's a fact of life. There's nothing in this world that we have that's not been mined or logged or pumped out of the ground. So if we understand that, then what we have to do as a commitment is to look beyond the life of the mine. So when the mine is completed, whether it's 10 years, 20, 30 years, what happens to the community? 
the 200 people maybe who work for you. What do they do then? So you always have to have the, the uh, plans of after the life of the mind. So that I think is what I've always tried to do with each operation is to see how all plans could come in after the reclamation, what can the local people do? We'll talk about an inspiration. Now, your role at Sonora Gold, given your commitment to operating with social responsibility, uh, mm -hmm. what aspects of leading the company toward its mission get you excited the most? I think the fact is that we can actually make a difference. And that's what I understand, um, say, Sonora Gold and its location. Now, one of the things when I've looked at projects around the world is to see how things can be done that would not harm the environment. How will the local people benefit? It's not a one-sided deal. It must be a win-win deal. Because if the local community does not buy into what you're trying to do, and they're only going to do that if you listen to them, um, you'll never be successful. So with Sonora Gold, I think what I saw there was a, a location, Sonora State. It's a mining area. Where we have our project is in an area that has been used to mining, but surrounded by mining operations. It's on land that's owned by one person. There have been previous operations going back 100 years or so. What really made me excited about this project is, A, the location in a community that wanted miners, in a state where the government is supporting miners. So if you have those two advantages, then you look at the project itself. And what really excited me about Sonora is that here's an operation that is effectively earth moving. This is not significant construction, disruption, etc. Basically, earth moving. And if you think of yourself almost like a landscaper, what I saw here was the ability that we could move into operations very quickly, a very highly experienced team that we have. And that excitement led me to say, this can be achieved in a short while. Most junior mining companies take decades and they rely totally on being taken over. But here we don't. We have the expertise internally. And that is something that has to be recognized, particularly by investors. Do the people have that skill? Do they have the commitment? Mm -hmm. And so what really excited me about Sonora was the location, the people, and the fact that we could actually make a contribution at the end of it will leave that area in a better place than what it was when we came in. Yes, and from what I understand, you know, the, the partnership that you have with the community is very, very strong. There is a high level of respect there from the stories I've heard coming out of Sonora Gold. So from your perspective, uh, why is it corporate social responsibility so essential for today's businesses, not only for acquiring a license to operate, but you know, also achieving substantial financial returns. Uh, why should investors consider those aspects? It to me is so obvious, and I know sometimes the obvious we just overlook, but the reality is that if you don't have that social responsibility to the people, to the community, if you don't have the concern for the environment, and if you don't have um, corporate um, compliance with all the requirements, i.e. no bribery, uh, anti-corruption. Now, if you, if you don't have all of these things in place, you're not going to be uh, successful at all. So when, when looking at this, the social responsibility is a win-win situation. Understand what they want. Can we make it work? They have to understand what we want too. And it, it has to be further understood. And this goes back to Deutsche Bank and every operation. 
if the operation is not commercially viable, everybody loses. Mm. And so the investors, when they look at a company like Sonora Gold, they should look closely. What does this company have that makes it stand apart from the others? And I just want to say, if I made that, it's true that we have the five essential components to be successful. And if you think of it, it applies to everything in this world, personal relationships, business relationships, public or private, the people. In Sonora, we have probably the world's best geologists, mining engineer, financial, and they've all come together for this one project. And so that sounds good, but where's the commitment? But the commitment is the fact that as individuals, they hold 25 to 30% of the company's shares. So each of them has invested around one and a half million dollars. So a very strong financial commitment. You have the people, you have the commitment, and then the project itself. Understand what the project is and will be. And I think from an investor's point of view, the big mistake people make is say, well, what do they have now? That is just the beginning. That's the most important, important thing. And if I ever learn anything in, in my life is never look at it as it is today, but what could it be? Not based upon dreaming, but based upon reality. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a very important part. So the reality is that Sonoro has a feasible operation with its current resource, but the chance of expansion is significant, potentially 2 million ounces. I don't know that, but that is the potential. And another part I might say actually is, have a business plan, have a clear understanding, and also the employees understand it too. Not that it's just a mystery with authority coming down from above. Get the community involved. And that's where we are really blessed in Sonora State. The governor hugely supportive, the local community is very supportive. And most important, the land on which we're operating is on a single farm who had historical mining. So we are not displacing anybody. Mm -hmm. The nearest community is about ooh, 15 kilometers away, small community. We have an office there. So we're showing our presence. And remember, all of our employees are Mexican. The Mexican operation, uh, Jorge Diaz is Mexican. Uh, Mal Herdrick, the geologist, he's been married to a Mexican lady for 40 years and has lived there. So fundamentally, all our operations are in Mexico. And I think when the community understands that this is not an overseas company directing from telling them what to do, but a local company engaging with people saying, how can we make everybody's life better? We won't have to be successful. And John, if I may add, you know, it sounds to me like you're leaving it a better place than how you found it, your own advice. John Darch, Chairman and Director of Sonora Gold Corp. Thank you so much for sharing this incredible story with us, uh, your passion, what excites you and the importance of your company and what it's doing and the relationships, the uh, environmental sustainability, um, really quite impressive. I appreciate your time, John. Thanks. We look forward to hearing more from you soon. Thank you, Ashley. It's very much appreciated. I very much welcomed your questions and uh, it was kind of you with your comments. Thank you. Thank you.